Taiwan received two shipments of COVID vaccines on Thursday. The first was 540,000 uh, doses of Pfizer. This batch is the first to be made with customized labels written in traditional Chinese characters. Previous batches contained simplified characters because they were originally destined for China. It will take about 10 days to inspect the shipment, and the CCC uh, says the vaccine should be ready for use around mid-October. Also on Thursday, another AstraZeneca shipment came in, and this batch contained 656,000 doses purchased directly from the manufacturer. So far, AstraZeneca has delivered about half of Taiwan's order of 10 million doses. And as of Wednesday, nearly 56% of the population has received one shot of a COVID vaccine. Well, it's official. President Tsai Ing-wen and Vice President Lai Qingde are fully vaccinated. They each received a second dose of the domestically made Medigen vaccine Thursday morning, one month after getting their first. As, as they did the last time, Tsai and Lai took pains to be transparent with every step of the vaccination process. Watch. At the moment of injection, there's a burst of noise as cameras snap away. Journalists are on the scene to document President Tsai's second Medigen shot. <laughs> She holds up a yellow card, displaying the official record of her two Medigen vaccines. She makes the hand gesture for OK to signal to her audience that all is well. Backing up to earlier, this is Tsai speaking to doctors before getting her second dose. She says the only side effect from her first was some minor soreness. <laughs> Tsai asks her doctors about the ongoing school vaccination program. They reply that the program is going well, with no major adverse reactions reported so far. Then it's time for her injection, which is given by the same nurse who handled her first. This is Wen Huiming, acting supervisor of NTU's nursing department. Just like the last time, the nurse shows off the Medigen carton to the cameras. Last month, Tsai was accused of faking her injection by observers who couldn't make out the needle on the syringe. This time around, curtains have been put up to block out sunlight and to allow a better view. After that, it's time for the vice president to roll up his sleeve. His nurse shows the syringe to the cameras, and he holds up his yellow card. He even offers a glimpse of his health insurance card. It's all there for the public to see as Taiwan's VP and head of state get their second dose of the domestically produced vaccine. Well, once again, you get the Taiwan-made Medigen vaccine without using the government's booking website. Anyone 20 and older can now get a first dose at select hospitals nationwide. Second doses are available to anyone who had their first dose at least 28 days before. So far, about 724,000 people have received one dose of Medigen. Nearly 40,000 people have received a full two-dose course. Taiwan has about 1 million doses of the vaccine still in stock, but demand for the brand has largely dried up. Tanks and rocket launchers rolled past the presidential office Thursday morning. It was a rehearsal for the National Day Parade. This October 10th, there will be a spectacular flyover featuring 47 military aircraft. There will also be a first-ever public appearance of a new weapon system. And yes, we have a preview. 
It's the crack of dawn in Taipei City. A CH-47 chopper carries an 18 by 12 meter national flag, the largest ever made. Accompanied by Apaches and Super Cobras, the flag cuts a spectacular sight over the presidential office. This is a full rehearsal of the October 10th National Day celebration. This is year 110 on the Republic of China calendar. It's a special anniversary that will be marked with a flyover of 47 aircraft. There will be a formation from the Army's Aviation and Special Forces Command, including Apache, Cobra and Black Hawk helicopters. The Navy will deploy its S-70C anti-submarine helicopters. The Beechcraft 1900 and C-130 Hercules will also join the ranks. The roar of jet engines rings in the sky. The indigenous defense fighter, the F-16V, and the Mirage 2000 each fly a sortie of five aircraft each, tearing across the sky in a V formation. Then enter the Thunder Tigers to bring the show to a thrilling finish. Five AT-3 jet trainers soar over the presidential office, dragging plumes of red, white and blue smoke. The striking visuals are a delight to the locals who came out to see it. We looked forward to this since 4 o'clock this morning. We saw some Apache helicopters. We saw the prowess of our military. It's quite marvelous. It's truly so marvelous. Today, when all the aircraft turned out, I thought, wow, what a sight. the day, it was a rehearsal on the ground, just outside the presidential office. The honor guard performs a rifle drill in neat formation. The Thunderbolt 2000 rocket launcher rolls out, joined by the Skybo-3, the Xiongfeng-2, and Xiongfeng-3 missile systems. The top highlight is the Army's latest acquisition, the Skysoar-2 air defense system, which is appearing in public for the first time. Two more rehearsals are scheduled for October 5th and October 7th, ahead of the celebration on National Day. Well, Taiwan's Resident Island Dance Theater will participate in Center Stage, a U.S. State Department cultural exchange program, and tour the U.S. in 2022 and 2023. The troupe has unveiled a new piece called Unfixed. Dancers will perform on a platform that moves horizontally from side to side. The choreographer seeks to explore the challenges of, of immigrants and migrant workers in a new land. Formosa News reporter Stephanie Yang spoke to the choreographer to hear the inspiration behind his piece. Dancers dance gracefully on a platform that moves horizontally from side to side. This is a dance piece created by renowned Taiwanese choreographer Zhang Zhong-an. He hopes to explore the challenges of immigrants and migrant workers in a new land. In 2016, I made a small model of the platform with the idea that it could provide impetus to the dancers. Seeing the potential behind the platform, I created a larger one. The main idea behind this work is the idea of existence. Regardless of where people come from or what country they arrive, the main thing behind their experience is the discovery of their own sense of existence. I believe that the discovery of this sense of existence will happen whether you are in the place where you were born and raised or you are in another place. However, for new arrivals to a place, their awareness of the sense is stronger. The piece explores the challenges faced by new immigrants and migrant workers. Zhang says the dancers represent immigrants seeking balance and stability on the swaying platform. Just like the dancers, immigrants find themselves in a new land full of uncertainty and fears. 
but they choose not to give up on hope and the future. For me, it's like we are on a boat together. Where will it lead us? What will happen to our story in the process? Will it be novel and fresh? Everyone has their own story. When we take a shower and squat, it's like the whole world is spinning. Some dancers have to take motion sickness medicine. We must overcome the obstacles. I hope to tap into some kind of external or kinetic energy outside the body that can drive the dancers. Currently, it is a relatively simple thing, that is, standing on a moving board. In the future, there may be other ways to drive the dancers. Most of the first half will be there. There will be water here, utilizing the sliding force and tension of the water to play with the lines of the body. One's resident island dance theater was established in 2010 by choreographer Zhang Zhong-an. Zhang learned how to dance in his first year of junior high school, but he lost his sight in his right eye in the third year of high school and could no longer dance. His childhood teacher, Miss Huang, inspired him to train and choreograph again. The troupe hopes to tackle social issues like mental health. If I am in an environment that I am not used to, how can I gain recognition or find my own existence? This is the most important thing. I don't want the work to only have pictures or concepts, so we add voices to the work. For this piece, I thought about new residents and wanted to explore their current state and what they are facing in the country. Unfix will be held on October 9th and 10th at the National Taizong Theater. Aside from its performances in Taiwan, the troupe will participate in Center Stage, a U.S. State Department cultural exchange program, and tour the U.S. in 2022 and 2023. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Chen in Taipei. Well, the government is cracking down on the black market sale of quintuple stimulus vouchers. There's already a roaring trade in vouchers popping up online. But officials are working with online retailers and social media platforms to shut down offers to trade vouchers for cash. The text on this image offers to buy unopened quintuple stimulus vouchers for 5,000 NT cash. Another post shows a thick wad of triple stimulus vouchers. The poster offers to come pick up your vouchers from your home. Come to me if you need cash, it says. There are even groups popping up on Facebook dedicated to trading quintuple stimulus vouchers, with posters offering 4,900 NT or 4,500 NT for the vouchers. But the Ministry of Economic Affairs is determined not to let them slide. The MOEA states that quintuple stimulus vouchers cannot be exchanged for cash, resold or exchanged. You can't even get change for them. Anyone found violating these restrictions may be barred from redeeming the vouchers for their value. In severe cases, violators may be stripped of the right to redeem vouchers at all. The ministry says it's contacted online retailers and social media platforms to instruct them to remove posts which violate the rules. It's also asked companies to help them control illegal purchases. If you opt for digital vouchers, the bonus is 800 NT max. It really hasn't lived up to the promise of apply for 5,000 and get 10,000 NT. So that makes lots of people think, I might as well get the paper version. We've got three people at home, we could use more paper vouchers, so I go buy more. If I buy them online, then I'm earning money. This year, the paper vouchers are good for lots of value-added promotions that may cause a wave of people wanting to buy vouchers for cash and make a quick buck.
In a big Taipei night market, they're hoping to attract customers by offering cash change. If we can't give change, it's very hard to accept the vouchers. Consumers aren't going to pay us a few dollars with the lowest denomination, the 200 NT, if you don't give change. I don't think any consumer would do that. The MOEA says that while consumers may not demand change from retailers, businesses can decide to offer change if they would like to, creating a way in for small businesses. Well, the improved Suhua Highway has opened up to big bikes on a trial basis. Heavy motorcycles are now allowed on the new and improved scenic road, which spans the rugged east coast. Bikers must respect the speed limit and ride at a safe distance. And to celebrate the trial program, more than 100 bikers gathered in Elon to hit the road together. Have a look. More than 100 bikers gather outside a supermarket in Elan to wait the minutes until midday. They're all set for the first motorbike ride on the improved Suhua Highway. The improved Suhua Highway opened to motor vehicles last year, but not to heavy motorcycles. Following a review of traffic conditions, the Transport Ministry has launched a half-year trial, allowing access for motorbikes with red and yellow license plates starting Thursday. The areas now open to big bikes include almost 6 kilometers of highway in the Zhongren Tunnel from Hezhong to Heren, as well as 12 kilometers of road in the Guanyin and Gufeng tunnels. Bikers can't wait to get going. At long last, a motorcycle joyride in the Suhua tunnels. These riders take care to maintain a safe distance, forming a long file of bikers that stretches for kilometers. Police take up the lead as the convoy travels from Ilan to Hualien. I have been here before. The old Suhua highway is really scary now. There are too many obstacles, like fallen rocks and things like that. It's so dangerous. So since the improved highway is opening for us, I came to mark the occasion. There are some rules to follow, however. Headlights must be on at all times and bikes must keep to the left on the mixed traffic lane. Riding on the shoulder is strictly forbidden, and so is overtaking vehicles or riding side by side in a single lane. Speed is limited between 50 and 70 kilometers per hour, and a safety distance of 50 meters must be kept between vehicles. Members of traffic associations say the highway should have opened up to motorbikes sooner. Up till now, we all had to go on the old Suhua Highway. Aren't the new tunnels supposed to be safer? So why weren't we allowed to use them? It was really weird and unreasonable. Bikers say riding on the improved Suhua Highway will make traveling much more convenient. Of course, all road users must follow traffic rules and cruise with care. Well, the EPA is getting tougher on recycling. Starting Friday, bento and self-service restaurants must provide a way for customers to recycle paper tableware. Violators will face heavy fines of up to 300,000 NT dollars. Let's hear from a local official. We also call on people of our city to cooperate with these businesses. Once you're done with your paper containers, clean them, sort them, and pile them up properly. Customers must first clean the containers by wiping them down with a tissue. Boxes, plates, and cups should go in different stacks. Not only that, customers need to sort different kinds of paper, like wax paper and paper with polyethylene coating. Food waste and regular trash should be tossed in their own containers. 
A three-month contemporary arts exchange between Taiwan and Japan will start this Saturday in Tokyo, Kaohsiung, and on the web. The event will feature performances from dozens of artists and production teams from both countries. This program was originally scheduled to coincide with 2020 Tokyo Olympics, but just like the Olympics, it was derailed by the onset of COVID-19. Taiwan Now, a contemporary art exchange program between Taiwan and Japan, will launch this week after two years in the making. Due to COVID, the cultural program was postponed and adapted to accommodate restrictions on in-person events. The performance-packed program will run from October to December in Tokyo, Kaohsiung, and on the web. This event has had to overcome many hardships. The preparation process itself was not the problem, it was the environment. It was because of the pandemic. Not just the epidemic in Taiwan, but also the epidemic in Japan and the world at large. So, some of the artists, exchanges and performances had to be restricted. Getting it all ready was really tough. The art exchange was originally scheduled to take place alongside the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. According to Japan's representative, Taiwan intended the program as a way to create buzz for the Olympics. I really am very touched that our friends and neighbors involved themselves with our project and shared the joy with us. Taiwan went out of its way to plan this event. Who but Taiwan would be supporting and cheering for us this much? 2021 marks 10 years since the deadly Tohoku earthquake. To thank Taiwan for the aid it provided after the disaster, Japan has donated five shipments of COVID vaccines to Taiwan, bringing the two sides closer than ever. Organizers hope the arts exchange program will be able to further strengthen the friendship between the two sides. Nuit Blanc is an all-night arts festival that was first held in Paris in 2002. In 2016, the event also launched in Taipei, and visitors also are invited to explore the city through artwork and performances. And this year, the festival is live streaming its performances for the first time. Reporter Stephanie Yang has the highlights. The 2020 New Blanche Festival featured 21 art installations and 50 performance troops at seven locations in Taipei's Nangang District. The 2021 New Blanche Taipei will showcase 20 performances and 18 art installations. The art installations can be found at the Beitou Hot Spring Museum as well as other locations in Beitou. This year, New Blanche is back in action. As in previous edition, the festival will be held at various locations across Taipei City. Due to the pandemic, it will also be live streamed for the first time, allowing people to join from the safety of their homes. The French office in Taipei co-organized the event and invited French artists to showcase their works. You know, we have a, an old uh, cooperation with uh, the city of Taipei uh, since uh, six years now. So we, we try to share our experiences. Second point is uh, to uh, have our proposal with uh, uh, French artists, of course, to make them uh, uh, be a part of the, of the, of the creation in, uh, in Taipei, uh, Nuit Blanche. And as you know, maybe uh, we have that kind of cooperation with the city of Taipei all year long and not only for the Nuit Blanche. So this is another opportunity for us to work together. The festival will showcase artists, musicians, and writers. The theme of the show is online interoperability. The theme of 2021 Nuit Blanc is online interoperability. It's a comment on how we're living in the digital age, 
how we are very accustomed to searching and communicating on the internet. We found a novel way to integrate over four projects and 60 artists in the dark night of this pandemic era Taipei. I hope that through this journey, people will be able to re-experience Taipei. 那媒體呢,它是屬於移動見證戰爭時期和楊式的日式建築 The Plum Garden is a Japanese-style building built during the First World War. For this exhibition, we were inspired by the characteristics of the building and the concept of home. Nuit Blanc will begin on the evening of October 2nd from 9 o'clock, and it will last until 6 a.m. on October 3rd. People who visit Plum Garden during this time can see colorful painted window stickers on the wooden windows of the Japanese-style buildings. The festival starts at 6 p.m. on October 2nd and runs until 6 a.m. on October 3rd. Organizers hope that despite the pandemic, the festival will continue to facilitate art appreciation and connections with the local community. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Chen Shenhan in Taipei. Well, it's sea urchin season, uh, but for sea urchins in the waters of the Ponghu Islands, that's a catastrophe. Each year, the spiny animals are fished to decimation in the area. Now, a conservation project has helped the sea urchin population stage a comeback. The community hopes that by shifting focus to tourism, it can her herald a new age of ecological recovery. A breathtaking undersea landscape full of life, including a resurgent population of hemicentritus sea urchins. 拍摄过程中，我们也发现了许多魔鬼海胆，还有喇叭海胆，都在保育区内生活。更令人兴奋的是，保育区内马粪海胆的大小都是足以繁衍后代的成年海胆。here in the Ponghu Islands, these sea urchins are frequently fished to near extinction. But locals in Ukan community have banded together to form an ecological protection zone. Their videos record their activities to protect the local ocean. Once on the water, we spread out a test line of 50 meters, and we monitor that line at intervals of about 5 meters, observing the numbers and the shell diameters of the sea urchins and the changes in their size from month to month. We've designated about 12 hectares along our coastline as no fishing zones, so we can carry out ocean regeneration. The grassroots project reached the attention of Taoyuan Women Entrepreneurs Club. The members were so inspired, they donated three boats to Ukan community. These charity boats are made by students who they commission every year. This year, they donated three boats to us in Ukan community with the aim of helping our tourism in the conservation area. Lots of local residents turn up to celebrate the launch of the three boats and call in a new wave of tourism for the region.